Let's read together Judges chapter 13, verses 1 through 25. In this chapter, we have the account of the birth of Samson. Judges chapter 13, beginning of verse 1. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, O my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name? That when your words come to pass, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? So Manoah took the young goat with a grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord. And he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahanah Dan between Zorah and Eshtaol. Let's begin our study of the life of Samson with some background notes. In Judges chapter 13, we begin the seventh and last sin cycle 
in the book of Judges. A sin cycle would begin when the people would turn away from the Lord. Look at the beginning of verse 1. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. The second step of the sin cycle was when the Lord would allow one of Israel's enemies to come in and oppress them. Look at the end of verse 1. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. The cycle would continue as the people would cry out to the Lord because of the oppression, and the Lord would raise up a judge to deliver his people, in this case, Samson. The judge would rule the nation until the people once again turned away from the Lord, and thus the sin cycle would repeat itself. The seven sin cycles in the book of Judges appear to spiral downward. That is, the sin of the people grows greater, and their response to the Lord is less. In fact, you will notice that in this seventh and last cycle, which goes from chapter 13 right through chapter 16, you will notice that we don't read of a response of the people to the Lord. Also, the Philistines are not completely defeated. Samson would only, as you see in verse 5, begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. The Philistines were not completely defeated until David's time. Furthermore, you see the people don't join in when Samson fights the Philistines. Samson is more like a one-man show. The people are too apathetic to rise up and fight the Philistines. And Samson himself, the judge, has problems. Although he judged Israel for 20 years, he could not judge himself. We will see in the chapters ahead that he had very little self-control, very little self-discipline. He had great potential and great physical strength, but he squandered these blessings. Another background note. The birth of Samson was announced to Samson's mother by the angel of the Lord, as we see here in verse 3. We believe that this was not just an angel of the Lord. This was the Lord himself, the pre-incarnate Son of God. You'll notice he is worshipped by Manoah and his wife at the end of the chapter. Samson's mother, who had been barren, was told that she would bear a son and that he would be a Nazarite. Now, normally the Nazarite vow of separation was voluntary and only for a limited time. But in this case... Samson was to be a Nazarite from his birth, as we see there in verse 5. From verses 4 and 5, as well as from Numbers chapter 6, we learn that there were several restrictions for the Nazarite. The Nazarite was not to drink wine. The Nazarite was not to touch anything unclean, including anything dead. And the Nazarite was not to cut his hair. All of these requirements emphasize that a Nazarite was to be separated from the ways of the world and separated unto the Lord. The Nazarite vow has some great lessons for the would-be committed Christian today. We are to be separated from the world and separated unto the Lord. And a lot more we could say there, but we need to move now to our doctrinal or teaching points. So doctrinal or teaching point number one. The mother of Samson is a godly model for all wives. The mother of Samson is a godly model for all wives. The name of Samson's mother is not given to us, but she is obviously a godly woman. Why do we say that? Well, first of all, she submitted to the will of God. 
She was barren and had no children. A social stigma in that day. But we don't read of her complaining or being bitter towards the Lord. And then the Lord says that she will have a child, but he will be a Nazarite. And when that is announced, she continues to submit to God's will. She doesn't say, well, wait a minute, Lord, thanks for the child, but I can't live with all these restrictions. I want the freedom to choose what this boy should do in life. No, Samson's mother accepts God's will. She submits to it. She is like Hannah and Mary in this connection. She's a godly woman. I ask you ladies here this morning, are you a godly woman? You're willing to submit to God's will for your children. Samson's mother was also a godly woman because she submitted to her husband. Notice in verses 6 and 7 how she respected her husband and shared everything with Manoah, her husband. She recognized the authority structure that God had set up for the family and knew that God would not ask her to do anything independent of her husband. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 5, we read of godly women of old who trusted in God and were submissive to their own husbands. Sarah is mentioned by name in that passage, but Samson's mother is certainly included. The mother of Samson is a godly model for all wives. Doctrinal point number two, the father of Samson is a godly model for all husbands. The father of Samson is a godly model for all husbands. The name of Samson's father was Manoah, and he was a godly man. How can we say that? Well, he too submitted to the will of God. When his wife told him of the Lord's visit, he prayed for confirmation, and the Lord gave it. And look what Manoah says in verse 12. Now let your words come to pass. Manoah was a godly man. He submitted to the will of God. Manoah was also a godly man because he honored his wife. He didn't belittle his wife by saying, well, why would God speak to you first anyway? I'm the boss around here. I'm the captain of this ship. Talk to me later about this so-called angel visit. No, Manoah not only listened to his wife, he honored his wife by recognizing that God had spoken to her. Husbands here this morning, do we honor our wives? 1 Peter 3.7 says that we are to honor our wives so that our prayers will not be hindered. Husbands here this morning, are your prayers being hindered because you're not honoring your wife? Manoah was also a godly man because he wanted to follow God's plans for his child's life. Look at his prayer in verse 8. Teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. Fathers here this morning, do you want God's will for your children? Manoah was also a godly man because he worshipped the Lord. In verse 19, we see that he brought offerings to the Lord. So the father of Samson was a godly man and a model for us. The father of Samson is a godly model for all husbands. Now just before we move to our practical application, let me give you parents here this morning some encouragement. We've seen that Samson's parents were godly parents. But Samson did not turn out to be the most godly person. He broke all the requirements of his Nazarite vow. He got involved with Philistine prostitutes. He squandered his God-given talents. 
Was this the fault of Samson's parents? No. And yet they must have cried many a night together. What did we do wrong? The point is they didn't do anything wrong. So godly parents here this morning, don't blame yourselves if your children aren't going straight. There are other factors. So be encouraged there. Practical application. Let's watch for God's wonders. Let's watch for God's wonders. In verse 17, Manoah asked the Lord, what is your name that when your words come to pass we may honor you? And the Lord said, why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? This reminds us of Isaiah 9, 6, doesn't it? His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And then we read in verse 19 that the Lord did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. Why did the Lord perform wondrously here? Answer, because that's the way the Lord does things. He's a wonderful God. And he does wondrous things. So let's watch for God's wonders. Wonderful answers to prayer. Wondrous acts of grace and mercy in our families. Wonderful blessings in our fellowship. You know, sometimes we miss these things because we're not watching. Maybe the wonder of the Lord's return will take place this coming year. I trust all of us here are watching for that great event. Let's watch for God's wonders.